Some of us might be counting the days until we retire, while others might be dreading it. Not knowing what retirement looks like or being afraid of it can keep you from fully experiencing what should be the best time of your life. We know too many people who enter this phase either late, misdirected, or confused, and we're gonna fix that. We're here to help guide you through this time of life so it's filled with happiness, excitement, fulfillment, and a sense of purpose. I'm Mark Rollins. And I'm Jody Rollins, and we're your hosts of this podcast and the couple behind Retirement Transformed. Together, we're changing the way people think about, plan for, and live in retirement. This weekly podcast is adapted from our popular YouTube episodes, where we talk about a wide range of topics that affect people at different stages of their retirement journey. This is everything retirement except financial advice. Make sure to subscribe and let's get going. Your loved one who is gone, how would they want you to to feel and mourn their life? Would they want you to be stuck in this depression stage for your whole life? No, they wouldn't. How would you like to be mourned if something happened to you? And I think if you think about that, they'd want you to be happy. They'd want you to continue your life. They'd want you to have joy in your life. So believe that that's okay and then do it. Right. I mean, this is really such a personal journey, but you have to treat it like a journey. Just don't get stuck in one phase and try to find a way to move forward. You know, we we find a great way to move forward is to talk to others who are grieving the same person. You know, encourage each other to heal. Sooner or later, we're all going to face grief from death of a loved one. I recently lost my 62-year-old brother, Chuck, so it's actually pretty fresh in our hearts right now. On top of that, we have both already lost our parents and found ourselves at times still working through that grieving process. So today we're going to share with you our grieving process, which by the way is not the same, and then give you some tips on how to honor their lives, the ones that we lost, and keep yours from getting derailed by the death of a loved one, because that can happen. And really, at this phase of life, you know, grief is inevitable. We're all going to face grief in some way, shape, or form. There's just no way around it. You know, so how do you deal with it? You know, how do you deal with the death of your parents or a sibling? Um, Certainly the death of children, I I can't even imagine. Yeah, we know friends that have had that, and it's so hard to recover from that. And, And just even relatives or close friends, you know, as we age, this actually becomes part of life. So this is a real deep and honest discussion today. Yeah, we do appreciate you being here. We share everything retirement except financial. Right. So we're here to help you with all of the other struggles that you may face as you're going through this phase of life, which one of them is our topic today, grief. Right. So we have both lost both of our parents. My dad, who was 80 at the time, and gosh, I think it's probably... Seven years ago now, he died of alcoholism. You know, he was an alcoholic and he... He was a functioning functioning. He was. Yeah, he he had a great career as CEO of our company. Um, My brother and I bought our company from him. But he took his whole drinking thing in work and brought it into retirement. And that's really what killed him. And it was funny. I was just thinking this morning that 
while he was still alive at the end, he started to lose his friends. So, you know, what we're talking about now as we get older, hopefully we're going to live a lot longer, we start to lose our friends. He created a list of his eight friends and he started to cross them out as they passed away. And it was so sad. He just sat there and watched them one by one go, which was awful. A year later, my mom died from Alzheimer's disease. She was 80 years old. So that was a really tough seven-year process for us to go through. First, my dad from retirement. Yeah, that was so that my dad was eight years ago. She was seven. It's been a long time since since they've been gone. Yeah. And, um, you know, I lost my mom to pancreatic cancer suddenly. And that was also pre-retirement. That was one year. Um, She had one when when she was diagnosed, she lasted a year. She did. And it was really challenging for me, um, especially at the time where I was working and juggling, you know, high school kids and my career and my mom's cancer, which, you know, I was sure that I was going to be able to fix in some way, shape or form, which in the end, of course, I couldn't. You know, my dad was a bit of a different story. We actually lost my dad to COVID during the major COVID lockdown. And that was very challenging as well because we couldn't really see him. I couldn't really be with him. I really didn't know how to grieve that process because I was so separated from it. Um, so I started on a grief journey, um, five years ago when my mom died and then two years ago after my dad died. And I consider myself still on that journey. I know you have different views on that. Yeah. And we're going to share those in a minute. And, you know, when we started to think about talking about this today, we did research like we always do. And we found a book that was written in 1969 by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who was a psychiatrist. She wrote a book called On Death and Dying. And the interesting thing about it is it's referenced all of the time in everything that we found. Especially the stages that she did. Well, that's the thing. She said that most people expect uh, to experience five stages. The first one is denial. You know, you just say it couldn't have happened. There's confusion and shock. And you avoid the topic. You don't want to talk about it. And the, the, the next stage or another stage is anger, you know, really frustration and anxiety over the loss of this person. And then you kind of go into that bargaining stage where you're really trying to find meaning. You know, you reach out to others. You're trying to tell your story. You're trying to tell the story of your loved one or the person you lost. And that's a real confusing stage, I think. And then, you know, a lot of people move into depression where you're just overwhelmed and you're, you know, hostile, you know, you just really want to run, just kind of run away from it all. And then finally, you know, a plan of acceptance, right? A place where you can move on and, and really begin to explore joy in your life because you still have your life. And, and that's really a hard transition too. I mean, none of those phases are easy. They're not. And she talks in this book about it. And again, as I said, that was so long ago, but all of these other blogs and people that talk about grief refer to those five stages, but subsequent research that's been made has made it really clear that grieving is a highly individualized process and it can be unpredictable. And I think that's what, what you and I, you know, I, I truly believe the way that I grieve is the right way. But what I found is the right way for me. Right. It is not the right way for you. Right. And vice versa. You grieve differently than I do. And you know that, and it takes longer or short, you know, a different length of time for each person. So let's talk a little bit today about 
what you can do to ease some of the pain in the process. You know, we have done some research on it. We've both experienced firsthand and most recently with the loss of Chuck last week. Um, but let's talk about some maybe things that we could help you with that could help you process the pain. Well, one one of the things that that I do and I've done when my mom died and my dad died is I wrote a letter to them and frankly, I put it on Facebook and LinkedIn and I just did the same thing with Chuck last week and I wrote him this wonderful letter of gratitude for everything that he that we did together, everything he meant to me as a good brother and a good friend, the trouble we got in in school and Boy Scouts and camping and riding motorcycles and running two businesses. But I'm so grateful for every second and every moment that I had with my mom, my dad, and my brother. So writing a letter for me is helpful. And I kept a journal throughout his illness, which was helpful to me. That definitely was helpful. I don't know if you, did you journal or write a letter for your mom? Uh, I didn't. I journaled. Um, I kept a journal and I kept a diary and I also kept her medical files and records. And <laughs> I was vending pancreatic cancer doctors up and down the seaboard, the yeah. eastern seaboard, to try to find someone that could help. Um, but that letter helped me ease my pain. Yeah. So the other thing you can do is... The other second thing you could do is really honor the person with a donation or a day of service or volunteering, you know, in their honor, in their name. You know, if they died of a particular disease and you want to go in that direction, or they had a particular heartfelt love, you want to go in that direction, whether it's, you know, animals, children, hunger, um, you know, just volunteering, whether it's cancer or ALS or, you know, uh, you know, pick a cause, but, you know, rallying your family around on a day of service. It would be a nice thing to do. It would be a really nice thing to do and a nice memory. Yeah. Um, The other thing that Jody and I are big on together, and we align with this, is we really recognize the universe. We call it the universe. Signs of our parents coming back or my brother, whatever it might be. And for your mom, it's, I don't know, maybe you could remind me why, but cardinals, any red cardinal, even if there's three of them together, it's your mother. Yeah. And it always causes us to Well, that smile. is kind of a universal sign that uh, people seek when they've lost someone. Yeah, but she's around a lot. <laughs> but so- It was interesting this summer. I don't know if you've ever seen this, and I had never seen this. You know, red cardinals just appear, and they're broad-chested, and they're, you know, they're bold, and they're beautiful. But this summer, in our tree in front of our house, there was actually a nest of baby cardinals, right, which we had right. never seen before. But, the, you know, signs are really important. Funny license plates, you know, stickers. Saro cut me off, and it'll say, ha-ha, yo mama. And I'm like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Um, but we always are looking for, you know, signs or butterflies or, you know, something in the universe that reminds us of that person and, and keeps yeah. them top of mind. And the other thing we do, we keep them in our heart and mind, you know, keep their memory alive with stories, shared experience and others. You know, for me, I truly believe that everything uh, inside of me that's good came from my parents. And now that my brother has passed, he has moved inside of me as well. And I continue to counsel the three of them on making decisions. I don't really have a chit chat with them, but I feel like when I've got a decision to make 
they're helping me weigh in and make the right kind of decision. That's a, that's a great yeah. perspective on how you bring them into your soul. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever heard that until you told me that with your parents. Yeah. 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 I never heard that. You know, the fifth thing to do, um, and this is really important, is to take care of yourself. You know, be patient with yourself. Take your time alone if you need it. Speak nicely to yourself. Make sure you're eating healthy and hydrating. I mean, your physical and mental wellness is going to be incredibly important to help you get through this stage. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is the last thing really that we do is allow joy in your life. You're That's harder than you think. It is. Someone but here's the thing. Your loved one who is gone. How would they want you to, to feel and mourn their life? Would they want you to be stuck in this depression stage for your whole life? Right. No, they wouldn't. How would you like to be mourned if something happened to you? And I think if you think about that, they'd want you to be happy. They'd want you to continue your life. They'd want you to have joy in your life. So believe that that's okay and then do it. Right. I mean, this is really such a personal journey, but you have to treat it like a journey. Just don't get stuck in one phase and try to find a way to move forward. You know, we, we find a great way to move forward is to talk to others who are grieving the same person. You know, encourage each other to heal. Right. This, is, uh, this has been fun for us to talk about this because it's, a, it's healing for us to talk about my brother Chuck and our parents and your parents. But we hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, please share it with your friends. And we also want you to subscribe by clicking the subscribe button. And finally, join our free Facebook community. We're a community of nearly 700 strong sharing ways to move through this phase of life effectively and with a lot of joy. The link is in the notes below. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to being with you again. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Jody and I started Retirement Transformed after we both left successful careers. We were surprised by the lack of information surrounding retirement other than typical financial advice. There was no roadmap to guide us in any way. We knew we wanted to reinvent the meaning of retirement. We wanted more out of this next phase of life. And so we started researching, experiencing, and ultimately began this Retirement Transform movement to help you also live your best retirement life. Thousands of people have already joined this movement, and they've expressed to us how they also want to change the expectation of what it means to be retired. We're living longer than ever before. People are retiring earlier, so this retirement phase of life is the longest it's ever been. And our generation and the individuals who are nearing retirement are more active and engaged than ever. We're starting new businesses in retirement. We're traveling the world, learning new hobbies, and changing our habits and routines to allow for a more healthy and fulfilling lifestyle. This is what the Retirement Transform podcast is all about. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to be notified of our latest episodes and share it with your friends. Follow us on YouTube where we release new episodes every Wednesday at 4 p.m. You can also find us on Instagram at Retirement Transformed, on Facebook, and on our website, retirementtransformed.com. Thank you for listening. 